Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking Shop, the show that you can send that loved one to who just doesn't get wrestling in order to learn. Here are your hosts for the show, the OGs of the Rewind Wrestling Network. That's right, talking to you in Talking Shop are Will and Ted. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rewind Wrestling Network. You're here with episode two of Talking Shop. It's the OGs. It's me and Will, the co-founders of the network, here with you today. And uh, we are continuing our conversation from last week where we talked all about what a Royal Rumble is and how someone wins it. And so just a, a little brief synopsis of why we're doing this show the way we're doing it. We've been talking about doing a show about just things that we like in wrestling for a long time. Right. And uh, really since we started the channel uh, a year ago, we've been talking about doing this. And one of the things that we kind of said was, Oh, it'd be cool to like, kind of like go back and like tell people what things are and tell them why we think they work and why they, we don't think they work and which was better and compare and contrast. And that would be kind of cool just to have a conversation about wrestling. And, uh, and so what we, we decided was we wanted to start with, you know, what's kind of become our, our annual tradition in watching the Royal Rumble. So yeah. There have been years where we've made sure to watch the Rumble together, but we did not watch the WrestleMania together. Like, yeah, true. You know, you know, and that's pre-COVID, you know. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's, it's, been, it's been that way in the past. Like, there have been years where we're like, oh, so are we watching WrestleMania? No, I don't think yeah. we're coming out this year. Royal I just Rumble's want to see who's going to be in the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, but but part of why I think this is important is there's a lot of younger generation wrestling fans out there that don't know the ins and outs of wrestling. They kind of just get things piecemeal and they don't understand the history of some things. They don't understand yep. why things work a certain way. And, uh, and there's also spouses. Like our poor, you know, <laughs> my wife, your fiance, man, like they put up with us. Like they, God, God they bless do. <laughs> Alicia McKenzie. Thank you for being gentle, wonderful souls who put up with two, two children and grown-up bodies. You know, <laughs> we really are children. Yes, yes. Um, and so, you know, but like my wife, she watches with me all the time because, like, I'll be watching while I'm tweeting something out for the network. Yeah, and um, and she'll be like, "That was the stupidest match I think I've seen yep. yet." I've heard <laughs> that know, multiple like, times from Alicia. Yes, you know, she'll be like. Or she'll be like, what the hell was that about? Well, that's his gimmick. That's a stupid gimmick. Like, why would anyone do that to themselves? You know, like, there's been, there's been a lot of those moments, right? But then Mackenzie's the kind of person that'll sit there and watch something with me. And she'll go, okay, so I know that this is going to seem stupid to you. But explain to me what the just happened yeah. <laughs> right and and so this this series for me is kind of like all right so there's probably more than just you and i out there that are in this situation right where yeah. where the spouse does not know what the hell is going on and um and so this is kind of like well you need a tutorial here honey go watch this and then you can come back and bother me while i'm watching the rest of raw you know <laughs> it's it, it is what it is you know um so anyway, we, last week we were talking about the uh, the Royal Rumble, and admittedly we're filming this in the same night as we filmed last week's, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, you know, what, bulk recording never. Oh, never ever. <laughs> um, so 
we talked about what makes the Royal Rumble the Royal Rumble and all the rules for it. If you did not watch that, you'll see it coming up on a card right up here, right about now. <laughs> so make sure you take a look at that. And uh, actually, hold on, because my screen is flipped right now in Zoom. So it'll probably be right up here, right about now. <laughs> and, it's uh, somewhere up there. It's somewhere up there, just above my head floating you know, <laughs> up there. Um, and it'll also be in the, uh, the end screen of this video. So make sure that you go check that out. Uh, so, Will, we were talking kind of a little bit about one of the things that makes a great Royal Rumble for us at the end of the episode last time. And mm-hmm. that was um, the, the nostalgia and the surprises. Yeah. And, and so in your, in your um, concept for this episode, for these, for these shows about the Royal Rumble, you have, you know, what makes a good Royal Rumble and how to build a Rumble winner, what makes a good Rumble performance and what to expect from rookies. But I think that one of the things that's missing there is what to expect from the surprise people, right? Um, we've seen everything in terms of surprises in a Royal Rumble. We've seen Kamala come out and just hit his stomach a whole bunch of times and then, (laughs) you know, kind of get pushed over the top rope, but he's too old to make it to the, all the way to the floor in one shot. We've seen, uh, you know, people like Superfly Jimmy Snuka. We've seen people like DDP. We've seen people like Booker T. Uh, we've seen people one, get up from the commentators table and just like one take year, off their all of the commentary table was in the rumble. <laughs> it was, you know, um, so you never know what you're gonna get, right? That's kind yeah. of like that's kind of like the allure for me of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. A lot of times is, hmm, I wonder who's gonna show up this year. And you can always you can always kind of figure out like who could be there depending on what city the rumble is in. Yes, yes, that's, so that's that that always plays into it. Like if 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 it's in New York, you've got a five, you got a fifty percent chance that Mick Foley is going to show up and be in the world. Yeah, Bowl, like almost every time. I mean, um, in the in the last ten years, they've had two Rumbles in Philly, and a a certain Dudley has yes. has shown up both times. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and it, that's that's the kind of stuff that really draws me into the Royal yeah. Rumble. That's that's like I want to know who's going to show up. Like we talked about One year we got the hurricane. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I love Shane Helms. Shane Helms is such an <laughs> underrated worker and the hurricane was such a great a fantastic character. It was so over. I don't care what any of you marks say. All right. But uh yeah, it's just it's, it's craziness, man. I mean, and then and then there's always like the rumors of, well, this person's going to come back to the company or this yep. person's going to debut with the company. And for years and years, you said AJ Styles was going to be in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and then the one year that you're like, you know what, I'm giving up on it. I, I just he's not going to be there. It is what it is. And then what happens? The third, third yeah. person comes out and it's AJ Styles, you know. And then from then on, it had been Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I don't think so either. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so, man, listen. One of your things here is how to build a rumble winner, and I, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this, man. I want to know what you're what you're thinking, um, and then obviously I'll give my counterpoints because I always have something to say because he can't shut me up. But uh, <laughs> but what what do you think, man? How how does one build a rumble winner? You have to put your time in to the company to start. I mean, look at this year with Drew. I mean, he had – McMahon had handpicked him 
in 08 to be, or 2010, sorry, to be the guy, and it just didn't pan out. So he left the company, came back, did his time in NXT, came up, and did what he had to do on the main roster at that point. And final, finally, when we got through everything that we needed to get through, the opening was there for someone new to step into that role in the main or in the main event. And you, everyone knew it was going to be Drew. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't but think it made it any less special. That time in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that the way that – so I think there's two ways to build it. I think that there's exactly what you just said right? Give someone that long-term building process. And then, you know, and that's kind of what King of the Ring used to be, right? Yeah. You know, you, you would build yourself, build yourself, build yourself, build yourself. You'd get the King of the Ring, that would elevate you to the next thing, right? Um, I think that the other way to do it, and, and it's funny because WWE did it both ways this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you have someone that's impossible to be in the Rumble, and find a way to get your winner to beat them, right? Yeah. Rock Lesnar this year, he literally sat there and, and danced around in the ring for 60 seconds in between each opponent because he would spend 30 seconds beating them up and throwing them out, and he eliminated yep. 13 people in a 30-person rumble that way. And then we got Drew McIntyre out, maybe 15 or 16. 16. And, you know, and, you know, Ricochet does his thing, Yep. And Drew eliminates him. That automatically upped Drew's stock tremendously. Right. And all the all the storylines were set there. Ricochet had been kind of feuding with Brock to lead up to that. Mm-hmm. So Ricochet hits him with the low blow. And then Brock's already w, or WWE champ at the time to begin with. And Drew eliminates him. And then goes on and wins the Rumble. Yeah. So you you can see where the storyline starts there. Yeah. Or it, it ends it ends one storyline and starts another one. Yeah, and one of the things like one of my most memorable rumble winners was Rey Mysterio from the number yep. 2 spot, right? He you know, he just had the perfect and it's it's sad the way that he got that Cinderella story. Yeah. Was sad, right? Eddie passed away. He yep. had congestive heart failure. Um, years of abuse led up to that and, and stress led up to that. Um, Ray Ray dedicates it to Eddie. He's the, he's the next in line to get that push as the Latin American star in the company. Yeah. And he just whew, skyrockets, right? Yep. And, uh, and 2006 is his year, right? He was um, in that rumble for 62 minutes. Yep. Yep. Still holds the the record for the longest time in the Rumble, yeah. Or in a in a thirty man Rumble, in I a thirty say. man Rumble, right? You know he. Um, I want to say that was an example of putting your time into the company. Yeah. Right. Um, on the flip side of that, and there have been failed attempts at this. You know, like. One attempt at this was John Cena Batista, where Vince McMahon, you know, they botched it and Vince McMahon came down and blew out both his quads and he sat in the <laughs> ring screaming like a child. You know. Oh man. Um, but when you have when you have some several people that are really hot 
yeah. right? Really hot, and you have them be the last two, it almost turns into a dream match scenario. And that's what I mean by like finding someone that's impossible to beat. It's someone that wins regularly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, if there was going to be the Royal Rumble tomorrow, and in that Royal Rumble, you had Baron Corbin, you had Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, Bray Wyatt, and they were the final four, you would have a hard time yeah. knowing who's going to win that match, right? Um, and that, I think, is important to building a Rumble winner. Yeah. Is, is the, the suspension of disbelief. Who... who you know, who could possibly pull this out that way? Yeah. And um, I, I think that's something that we've been kind of lacking in the last few rumbles, kind of, and mm-hmm. in, in, at least in my opinion, is that it was going into it, it was pretty obvious who the, uh, who the rumble winner, winner was going to be. It was just how were they going to get there? <laughs> that's my angry on face. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just – it bothers me. It bothers me. I think the last time I really didn't know who was going to win a Royal Rumble was the year that AJ came into the company. Because I was like, man, he's been in there a long time. Yeah. He's been in there a really long time, guys. He might <laughs> win, and then he got eliminated. It was like – Yeah. All right. I mean, we, we've we've seen what happens when – the WWE universe doesn't get their way rumble-wise. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Dave Batista thing uh, with Daniel Bryan, what was that, WrestleMania 30? Uh, uh, I think so. Yeah, that was ugly, man. Really ugly. Roman Reigns in Philly? Yeah. Even The Rock couldn't save him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, The Rock comes out, and he's like, yeah, this is my cousin. What's up? You know? I'm nope. the rock. Everybody popped for the rock. And then as soon as he raised Roman's hand, they booed them out of the building. Like not even the rock could save you. Nope. Damn. <laughs> like that is a Ron Simmons. Damn. Hey man, what, what can we say? Philly knows wrestling. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but what makes for a good rumble performance? You know, that that's the next thing here. And, um, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that if you can make people believe that you have a shot, right? Getting creative with how you get back into the ring. Yep. Um, eliminating somebody that's not expected for you to eliminate. Like if Rey Mysterio eliminates the big show, you're like, hmm, maybe this can work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and for me, if I'm talking about the rumble performance, I'm talking about like the grand scheme of things, the big picture. Um, I think a little bit of what I talked about a few minutes ago, the suspension of disbelief, not knowing who could possibly win. But I also think that you have to have those, wait, did he get eliminated moments? Yep. And I think you texted it the other day. How many skinned the cats? Uh, I was. It was the the oh eight. I think it was it was the oh eight rumble, and I think we were fifteen people in, and I think it, that that spot had to have been done at least twelve times, and it, and Shawn Michaels and John Morrison had done it at least 
four each. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good spot if it's used in at the right moment. Right, but you can't right. overuse that. Yeah, you get, you got to use that maybe once or twice on the hard cam mm-hmm. and be done. You know, like it can't be every person's doing it because then it's not special anymore. No. That's like, no. you know, that's like I talk about you know dive spots, and 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 you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say because Matt Hardy said on AEW last night. Damn it, I'm gonna say it too. You know the spot monkeys. You know, um, you just spot after spot after spot after spot. You know, moonsault, dive over the top rope, yep. 450 splash. Okay, great, but you know these things all look really pretty. That's awesome. What did they do? Yeah, because they know they they know sold all of that they kicked out of everything mm-hmm. and um oh uh, oh and by the way you did that four times and then what are the people after you on the card supposed to do right i feel the same way about the skin the cat yeah right if everybody does it doesn't mean anything anymore it doesn't mean anything anymore yeah um sean michaels was the only person that did it until chris jericho yeah you know what i mean like and, and michaels it was, was special yeah and that led into the Michaels Jericho feud at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like that was a big thing. Like Jericho was modeling himself after Shawn Michaels. Like that was a thing. <laughs> it was storytelling. Oh my yeah. God, that word that we don't hear anymore because it doesn't <laughs> happen on television. You know, that's what builds a good rumble is the storyline of it. Exactly. Exactly. And I, listen, there have been some bad Royal Rumbles and Battle Royals. There have been some really bad ones. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm not going to say there was a really bad one on TV this week. I'm not going to say it. Uh, <laughs> but there may have been a really bad one on TV this week. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's just like my take on on what makes for a good Rumble performance. Will, what do you, you know, is there anything that, that you think I missed or anything you disagree with? Or I think it's it's just making – Making the people that you want to build, even if it's not the people that are going to, going to win the Rumble, if you make the people that you want to push look good, then you're still you're building those people up, mm-hmm. and it's always nice. It's always good to have that tag team or the friends that are there. Mm-hmm. They they work together for a little bit, and then you know, sooner or later, one of them's going to turn on the other. Yeah, yeah, you know, and th- I think that. Um, a good example of that. It's crazy. I've been using so many mid two thousands examples lately yeah. because I'm watching all the we've been watching lately. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Carlito and Chris Masters in mm-hmm. two thousand six. You know, like that made sense. Carlito's like, "Oops, sorry, bro." Like, you know, and it led into a feud, and it was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, we're telling a story over several months' time." Hmm, how did that work out for us? It was good, you know. <laughs> Um, so I, I definitely think that that's, you know, that's the thing. Now, I think this next point that you have here is really, really interesting. And I want you to take the lead on it. Um, you know, what to expect from rookies in the rumble and just, just just lay it on me, brother. So the the last few years we've had a a lot of people, I don't want to say it's their, the quote unquote main roster call up. But a lot of the and it because 
TakeOver has usually been the night before. So they have some of the NXT guys, they make their their debuts in mm-hmm. in the Rumble. I mean, we've seen it with uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, Adam Cole. Uh, Keith Lee was this year, right? Yep, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. Um, even uh, Andrade uh, a couple of years ago. He mm-hmm. had a really good performance in his, in his first Rumble. Yeah, and that's how Rusev came up, too, from NXT. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, it's weird because, like you said, we've been watching a lot of, like, mid to early 2000s stuff. And if you watch, like, the, the people in their first Rumble, like, back then, it was kind of like a, a trial by fire for some of these guys where they would put them in with some of the, uh, the stiffer guys and have them get beat up a little bit. Oh, Bob Holly. Oof. Oh, Bob Holly. <laughs> oh, man. Those poor guys. Uh, yeah. the, uh, it was Daniel Pewter. He was in there with uh, Benoit, Eddie, and Bob Holly. Oh, man. And my chest hurts just thinking oh. about it. My chest hurts just thinking about <laughs> it. He got chopped literally raw. Oh, he looked kid. like a steak in the Rocky movies. Like, you oh. know, like, my God. But um, it, it, that that rookie entrant has been used so differently the last few years. Yeah. And I, I think with NXT being the way that it is, that it kind of leads to that. Like the mm-hmm. the I wouldn't I don't want to say the more hardcore fan of wrestling that watches NXT, but like the people the people that that know wrestling know mm-hmm. know these guys a little bit more, mm-hmm. and they and they want to see what these people can do in a spot like that, like when when Gargano entered, was it last year or the year before? I don't I don't really remember. He uh, got a huge pop. I think it was last year, because that was at uh, Chase Field, I, I believe. It was yeah, yeah. Chase Field. There was whatever in Phoenix mm-hmm. at the baseball field. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, and um, you know when these use a use an industry term here you know when these greenies come in and this is like their hey go out there and fill a spot take a couple bumps get eliminated come back you know you're doing the job for someone else that's yeah you're paying your dues and you're coming in um sometimes those bumps were nasty especially if you rub people the wrong way backstage Mm -hmm. man um i remember uh, i was reading a story this week about uh, Rico from uh, mid two thousands fame, right? Yep. Um, came, you know, told a story about one of the tough enough guys from that class with Daniel Pewter. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Show had come out on an episode of SmackDown. He body slammed them, and one of the guys no sold it, and they got backstage. And Big Show is apparently really usually like a mild mannered person. He's like mm-hmm. very cool. He lit into this guy, and the guy wasn't having it, and so Show just took that you know frying pan of a hand and whopped the crap out of him right in the center of the chest and the guy went back like six feet and i'm like man of all the people you're gonna piss off in the business you want to piss off this guy (laughs) you know but but that's you know and the vets that's kind of like that's how they would get their business handled you know if you know if wrestler a got pissed off by wrestler z and wrestler z is a greenhorn 
he wrestler a isn't in the match in the rumble he'll go over to wrestler b who is in the rumble and say hey listen you know you and i've been in a long time we you know we take care of each other this kid over here he needs a little tune-up he needs to learn what's in you know what's happening right now and uh and sometimes rookies have quit after the royal rumble because that's the treatment that they got you know and those that separated the you know one of the the documentaries I watched, I forget which one it was. You know, they 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 said that's how you separate the boys from the men. <laughs> you know, that's that rookie experience is how you did it. So, well, listen, man, I I think that we should get into some of our favorite Rumble <laughs> spots, right? Um, so I'm gonna go backwards on your list here. Uh, I'm going to go from D to A and people that are listening at home, you're like, well, why are they breaking the fourth wall about this? Because we don't care. Mm-hmm. It's okay. K-Vape is dead. You know? <laughs> um, so we're going to, we're going to go backwards here. So who, Will, who is your top rumble competitor? I mentioned him last episode. He hasn't won a rumble. But Kane is always the guy that I love to see come in because it's just the way that his entrance is, the fire and the pyro and everything. It's like, and then everybody in in the ring is like, oh, crap, here it comes. Yep. 100%. 100%. He's so good. Uh, I guess for me, I have to go with the great Kali. No, I'm kidding. Uh I couldn't even keep the straight face. I had to go right to. I'm kidding. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Um, no, I think. I think for me, really, um, I think it's Chris Jericho. For me, interesting. Um, I think Jericho. Jericho was almost always the guy they stuck in there at the beginning of the Rumble. He was mm-hmm. in the whole darn match. He never won the thing, you know. He, but he was always in there working his ass off for the whole yeah. 60 minutes or whatever um just doing his thing and and yeah chris jericho i think is probably one of the best royal rumble competitors ever yeah and so i i, I think i can agree I with, that. I have to go with that yeah all right your next one here is your favorite surprise return entrant so i kind of, I kind of split that up for me like the the surprise entrant like you said is always something that we're looking forward to like mm-hmm. all right the the rumbles in in philly this year so one of obviously me being a philly guy i'm a fan of ecw as mm-hmm. as you are when bubba when bubba comes out not that sci-fi I, channel crap by the way yeah actual ecw <laughs> ecw yeah not space alien ecw <laughs> when when bubba came out both both years in philly when he come when he came out you yep. you hear the the Dudley entrance and he just he walks out he's stone faced he's ready to go. Yep, that's Philly. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I think one year Sandman came out and he was in the Rumble and like he walked the median wall and he's drinking a beer and he's got the cane. He gets in the match. He gets eliminated. He grabs another beer and he just walks back. <laughs> you know, like, that perfect. that was I, I'm pretty sure that was sci-fi ECW. <laughs> yes, it, it it may have been. But that was still a memorable moment because Sandman's awesome. Yes. Um, oh man, for me, my my favorite surprise or return entrant. 
Um, I think the John Cena return um, in Madison Square Garden yeah, was obviously that's actually on my list too. You know, I, I think I think that that's a really really good one because he pushed so hard to get back so so yeah. quick. Um, that was when I made my return into watching wrestling, like like really watching it. Like every week, I would sit down and watch Raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was in high school at the time. I didn't really understand everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. With with his injury, I'm like, all right, he's probably not going to be in the Rumble this year. And then yeah. number thirty hits and out walks Cena. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I I really dig that, but I think that my my real favorite one, the one that, that I marked out for the most, right? And that, that's how I want to phrase this. The one that I marked out for the most was Kevin Nash's last Royal Rumble appearance. <laughs> when, um, when they had to censor Matt Stryker. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Kevin, Kevin Nash's I, – I think that the one I marked out for the most was, yeah. was Kevin Nash's 2011 coming out as Big Daddy Cool, yep. you know, um, like you said, I, I, even even striker marked out. Yes, <laughs> even striker marked out. You know, um, and so I think that that's I think that that's probably my yeah. favorite surprise. My favorite surprise. There's Are, been there's the 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 surprise entrant slash return from injury is always something that everybody there's there's speculation for for weeks leading yes. up. Yes. And Mike always hates it when you spoil it for him. Always. <laughs> always. Which is just fantastic. I love doing it. Um, all right. So favorite Rumble moment. We, I'm going to disqualify one before we even get started. You're not allowed to say Titus falling under the ring. <laughs> because if you don't count Braun Strowman's 13 eliminations as being you know, a tie for the record, you can't count Titus's moment going under the ring. Titus is up there in the in the top five for me. It was great, but it it's still not as good as Cena and Batista screwing up the finish. Vince arching his way down the ramp, <laughs> sliding in, blowing up both of his quads, not being able to stand up, and sitting there with a child in the ring. <laughs> I can't. You know, they, I watched that Royal Rumble recently, and it was so just, did I. it was just bad. It was just bad news <laughs> bears. Like Jesus, come on, guys! He comes storming down to the ring, takes his jacket off, throws it, and goes to slide in. Both quads gone. <laughs> man, oh man! You know, God bless him, just sitting there keeping his cool and not screaming at everybody. You know. <laughs> Full fledged there. Um, I don't. I feel like my favorite rumble moment. Um, I think I probably have three. Yeah. Um, I have. I, I have plenty. <laughs> yeah. I. I think my top three. Um. John Morrison's first. Oh, he didn't get eliminated. Moment. Yep. Right. Um. The, just the the parkour nonsense that he pulled mm-hmm. off, and um, you know that set a trend, and I think that yeah. that I think that was really cool. Um, I think that the Shawn Michaels Kurt Angle moment that led to Shawn and Kurt at WrestleMania mm-hmm. 
Um, which in my mind, you know, Sean versus Taker for those two matches um, are probably two of the best matches I've ever seen. Yep. And then Undertaker and Trips for the next two, you know, that, that four-year stint are probably the next two best matches I've ever yeah. seen. And then Sean and Kurt is probably number five, you know, for me. Um, you know, it's just a fantastic match. Absolutely fantastic match. And, um, you know, so the setup that happened there with the Royal Rumble with, with Sean super kicking him out, and then he comes back in and takes Sean out. Yep. You know, it, it, it's set up, uh, again, storytelling for, yeah. for the future, which I think is awesome. And then my, my last one kind of leads into my next bullet point, you know, that you have here, which is the fav- your favorite Royal Rumble. Um, when Ric Flair won the WWF Championship in 1992, Mm-hmm. Um, that is certainly up there for me in my top three yeah. um, of all time because I, that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first time that Rick got the belt and um, at in the WWF. I think so. I, I'm fairly certain of that. Uh, I could be wrong. I, I am fallible. You can, you can um, fact check that in post production. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I think that that's just a super important moment in wrestling history you know um rick flair winning that championship that vacant championship was just it was everything that was needed yeah and um and i think that 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 was awesome and that again i think leads into my favorite rumbles because that is one of my favorite rumbles i have two and they're tied and i can't choose between them okay (laughs) there there's rick flair winning the championship in 92 and then 20 years later, exactly mm-hmm. triple H coming off of his torn quad. Yep. He returned to, to Monday night raw like two weeks before the rumble and then went on to win the Royal rumble um, fresh off a of torn quad. And it was just such an emotional return. It was such an emotionally charged yep. moment for him. Um, and it was fantastic. And it led into one of the best feuds of the 2000s you know if not all of wrestling between him and Shawn michaels that lasted for you know two and a half years of just bloodbath matches (laughs) you know every time Shawn michaels would be on the screen with him you know in a main event match you knew that Shawn was gonna bleed like a stuffed pig (laughs) you know it was it went it went down the road into one of our our favorite pay-per-views of all time which maybe we'll talk about on on this show also SummerSlam 02. SummerSlam 02. Oh, man. NWO Shawn Michaels. NWO Shawn Michaels. With the bob cut and the uh, and the backward Jeff cat. Oh, man. Black jeans. Oh, man. But, yeah, so that, that I think those are probably my favorite two Royal Rumbles. Like I said, even if you put a gun to my head, I probably couldn't pick between yeah. them two because they just – I love them both for two completely different reasons, but they both are so highly elevated for me. What yeah. about you, man? So, I mean, it's – again, it's another one that we've talked about already. The 06 win for Ray, to me, mm. is just – it's something I can watch over and over and over and over I mean, everything that led up to that, like, it, it's a shame that it had to be Eddie's passing that kind of led to that. Yeah. But just the, the story that came from that is yeah. just, it's 
the typical underdog story. And we're from Philly. We love an underdog. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and listen, man, um, that's definitely in my top five. Yeah. I don't know where it fits in my top five. You know what I mean? But that's but that's in my top five. Yeah. Um, Shawn Michaels winning um what was that, ninety-four? Mm. You know, um that was definitely Yeah. That's definitely in my top five. And Stone Cold's first one is in my top five too. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just it's such a crazy match, man. And it's you know, like we said in the in the first episode last week, um you know, this is this is the show that we make sure to watch together every yeah. every damn year. You know, yep. Um, it's not <laughs> WrestleMania. We went to WrestleMania together, but we watched yeah. the Royal Rumble together every year. You know? <laughs> like, I can't wait because you know the Rumble is going to be in Philly again at some point in the near future. Yeah, and and that's going to be like we're going. Yes. No, no, shut up, Will. I don't care that you, that you have we a kid on the way. The whatever. When, when... <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> I can't even say what i'm gonna say because i don't know because i was gonna say when tommy dreamer comes walking down the ramp oh jesus <laughs> it's gonna be bad it's gonna he be comes bad. down with a shopping cart full of crap <laughs> i love tommy dreamer oh man i was just listening to him on busted open radio last week that's a story from a different time for a different time um yeah man so th- that i think that's uh that's just about gonna wrap up the the Royal Rumble yeah. episodes here for us for uh for talking shop. And uh, you know, I think I, I I'm gonna propose this to you on the spot here, but I think that the the next thing that we should talk about, and it's something that we alluded to a little bit in in these two episodes about the rumble, I think uh maybe we should talk about EC dub for uh for next week's episode, man. I think that, that, that could be a long series. That it, it could be. It could be. Um, but I think there's a lot. I think there's some meat on the bones there, and uh, yeah. and, and you know, there's a lot of wrestling fans out there that are wrestling fans now, and they're like, "Well, I know what ECW was. It was all trashy wrestling and, and death matches." Well, no, listen, death matches weren't a thing mm-hmm. yet. Okay, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I want you to go back and watch Tommy Dreamer fall through six tables. Okay. <laughs> Then, then maybe we'll talk for a minute. All right, New Jack diving off some stuff. Yeah, then we'll talk for a minute. <laughs> He's greater in hand. Ah, you know, taking taking it to somebody's head. You don't you don't know what ECW really was just yet. So let's let's get extreme in the next episode or several I'm to- episodes. I'm totally down. And uh, and let's talk some EC Dub, and uh, and we can. Uh, Put some stuff together for that and have have a lot of fun with it i think so yeah. that'll, be, that'll be real cool and that's that's what this series is going to be all about on the on the network here folks will and i are just going to be talking things that we love about professional wrestling and um you know we love the royal rumble it's one of our favorite events every single year ec dub is near and dear to our hearts we are philly boys <laughs> we are philly boys you know and it's near and dear to our hearts so uh, we're going to talk some easy dub next week and uh, get you guys introduced to that as well. Folks, it's been a, a pleasure 
Talking Wrestling with Will for you guys here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. Please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. Make sure that everything is taken care of. You've dotted your I's, you've crossed your T's. Make sure that you're following us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts so you can listen to us on the go. You know, we have so much stuff happening right now. We've got so many shows on the network, which is insane because we built this thing like a year ago. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. Now we've got the pod and we've got the Jolton Joe Wrestling Radio Show (laughs) and we've got the Wrestle Game Rewind and now we've got Talking Shop. And it's like... You've got the promo battle going on too. Happened. It's Yeah, and the promo battle. Oh man. So yeah, the promo battle, we just had round two when this is being filmed. Round two will have wrapped up pretty much or when this is being when this is airing. And uh, you know, round one was just awesome. And round two stuff is getting edited in, in post production now for coming out uh this past, you know, this past week. I know it's kind yep. of weird. I'm like going and passing future tense with people now. <laughs> but uh yeah, there is no how, fourth wall. There is no fourth wall here. Kayfabe <laughs> <Hey>, is dead. <laughs> no. uh, you know, so so the, the the promo battle stuff is super awesome. I cannot wait to see some of the stuff that comes out. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so guys, let us know what you want us to talk about too. Because if there's something that you guys throw at us and we're like, yeah, we could do three four episodes about that we're gonna do it it's you know that's what we're here for so hit us up in the comments hit us up on social media let us know you can always find us and uh you know we're looking forward to to continuing to bring you guys great content and uh will man thank you for for jumping back on here and uh and doing the show with me this week man always man appreciate it it's how we started (laughs) it's how we started man oh man so many moons ago so many moons ago all right wrestling fans thank you so much for tuning into the rewind wrestling network i've been ted he's been will it's been about six months since i said it that way and we'll catch you next time